1: Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done.
0: All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Yeah, absolutely no one. I know this.
4: And follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast.
3: This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast with iHeartRadio. Ashley, when we started this season out, we were just talking about how we made it through quarantine. We, we, We hung in there. Uh, we did a great job at it. I will give us a compliment and say I think we did a great job getting through quarantine. We were so pumped for a season of The Bachelorette. And to our, in in a lot of ways, surprise, we now have two seasons of The Bachelorette to break down.
0: Yeah, so why is Bachelor Nation complaining about this? I'm a little bit mind-boggled by people giving Claire so much flack. It's like, mm you guys had an issue last season because Peter was not decisive enough and now Claire is just too decisive and you're annoyed that she ended her part of the season early. Now you get two bachelorettes. What's there to complain about? Two amazing women as leads.
3: Well, in fact, last night I tweeted, Hey, be nice to Claire. Um, I can get that. Like people are upset with how she handled it. I can actually understand what people are Wait, like. Hey.
0: why please clarify for me.
3: Well, uh- I, I just understand that people might not love the way she handled things, that they uh, wanted her to be my, more, for uh, an ode to the time we're in, bipartisan, more open, uh, l- less initially into Dale because it felt like the first three weeks were Claire and Dale, Claire and Dale. We didn't get to know any of these guys. I I can get where people are like, hey, I don't I don't enjoy watching Claire for this. I, I personally did, but I can understand that. Now, what I can't understand then is why people are being mean to Claire like you can dislike how she handled it but you cannot criticize the fact that she pursued love she went out of her way to make this love happen as soon as possible she was never fake and when I tweeted this last night I got a reaction from somebody saying no we wanted a full season we only got three episodes to my responses not a good argument you're going to get a whole season. <laughs> like, you're going to get a full season. Now you just get two Bachelorettes, both incredible women, and we get to see Tasha on our screens, which we've been waiting for for years.
0: Are people annoyed that they're not getting more Claire? Because I would have liked to see Clarendale a little bit more. I can see complaining about that. But to complain that you're not getting a full season, I feel like, is silly. Because Taysha's season is going... Taysha's part of the season is going to feel like a full season. You guys are going to get, like, eight episodes with her.
3: Yeah. We're actually going to know the guys' names. Because I don't know any of these dudes' names right now.
0: Okay. So, that's great. We're going to talk to uh, Chris Harrison later and break down the episode further. uh, Talk a lot about Clarendale's connection. But right now, I want to talk about Taysha. And the guys that you see Tasha being compatible with, because I think it's super interesting that we, the audience now, know the guys better than the lead going into it. It's so so who, do you, who do you see that a match with?
3: I don't know. I have some interesting theories, Ashley. I really do. And I am okay. excited for Tayshia. Uh I'm excited that we get to watch her. I think she's what great. Are your,
0: what are your interesting theories?
3: Uh, yeah, I'm, I'll definitely tell you here you know, my thought on this whole thing is if you're upset with Claire, like you should be, you should be celebrating the fact that like, now we have a new bachelorette. And so like, you should be happy all the way around right now. And especially with Tay- Taysha being uh, the lead, she is an incredible person. And I think Chris Harrison said it best. In fact, um, you know, obviously I, I get to talk to Chris away from all of this and he has nothing but incredible things to say about Tayshia, um, just as a human. And we've been around her. We love her. She's been great oh, to us. I she traveled so much to iHeartFest with us in Las Vegas. Um, we just been, yeah, she's just great. So here's my theory, Ashley. Uh-huh. I think Ben Bennett is the rising Bennett? star of this season. <laughs> yeah. <And> yeah. <laughs> I, I really think this whole like whispering rumor that you know, I think Nick Vile tweeted it first, so I have to give him credit. But like you hear it more and more like Bennett is gonna rise from the ashes and be incredibly likable. I honestly think Tasha and Bennett might run off in this thing together.
0: Okay, so yeah, I think that because we've seen a bit of, we've been teased Bennett so far, that means that he'll be more of a character along the way. Uh, he has shown glimmers of being a real gentleman. He's yeah. really made all the right moves uh, when it comes to his one-on-one time with Claire, uh, even though she was distracted by Dale. And then um, I think he's super self aware. Like he leans into the Harvard thing in such a hilarious way. Like you know he's not taking himself too seriously, which is a, a quality of somebody that I love. Um, and then he looks like Clark Kent. You know, like he really pulls off the Superman thing, and he really is just seems like an immortal among them.
3: <laughs> he uh, here's here's another thought I have. Here's my other theory. I think it's gonna be really hard for these guys to be unlikable. Because we've seen them go through so much up to this point that I feel like, at least for me, and and I want to hear what you think, I'm just rooting for them, like all of them at this point, to have a fair shot. So my question is to you, Ashley, will we see a lot of drama during Taysha's run? Or is this going to be just like a love story of her getting to know people?
0: No, I think like all the drama really happened in the first four episodes, between Dale and Claire and then Yosef, I think Yosef's going to be the only villain of the season. I don't think there's going to be like a guy who rises to become the new villain. I think they're all pretty empathetic characters. Um, I think other people to watch out for would be um, Damar, uh, Ben, but B- Ben is his name, right?
3: Yeah, I think it's Ben. Yeah, I think I know Um it's that- it's funny that we're yeah. like questioning the guys' names because, like, I really don't know them, and we're four <laughs> weeks
2: in. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, and when we watch the screeners, they don't have the the name on the bottom, which is sometimes frustrating. So there's De- Demar, Ben. I I really loved uh, Riley. You know, Riley was the one that danced with Claire as if they were at prom, and then I think that Chasen will also can uh, make like top eight at least.
3: Well, let's pause here, um, kind of wrap all this into um, some type of linear movement. So, now we have Tayshia as the Bachelorette. Ashley and I have just told you who we think is going to rise and shine. There's oh,
0: Ivan. Th- Love Ivan, too. Sweetie.
3: We, I think we just named all of the guys, um, in fact, uh, for the most part. <laughs> um, now, here's the big storylines that I thought we were going to get more from at the end of the episode. We didn't, um, and it and I'm glad we didn't, but there's... Uh, Blake and Jason, who f- really seem like they are the two that, in a, f- for lack of a term, like wear their hearts on their sleeves, they really w- invested into this whole experience, they really wanted mm-hmm. to see this work with Claire, they stuck around, uh, we got hints of this story kind of coming to the surface, wondering if they're going to show up or not, what happens with Blake and, and Jason from this point forward?
0: That's a great question. I feel like one of the, I think I feel like one of them is gonna leave. They're gonna give Tasha the night one shot. Um, they're gonna see if there's any sort of instantaneous connection, but I don't think these two are gonna wait around for a, a, a connection that grows. Mm. And I don't really blame them because looking at it from a viewer's point because it's been a few years since I've been in it, I'm like, ah, oh, come on. You guys will be fine. Look at how beautiful Tasha is, and yeah. she's so wonderful and glowy. Like she's just, she's got such a bright personality. Like, why would you have an issue with this? But then I think, and I put myself back in the house. And if some, if I say, crystals and I were just really hitting it off in the bachelor, in the at my, during my season of the bachelor, if he was just plucked away, I can't really imagine being able to reset that fast. What about
3: you? Well, it really brings up our eternal question that has lived on this podcast for three years now is how soon is too soon to move on? Um, That really, this really is going to highlight if they can move on within 24 hours to totally find love again. Now, I don't know if they're in love with Claire. I don't know to the extent of that relationship and what they invested into it. But they will have to ask themselves the question, hey, I wasn't chosen. Claire, in a sense, broke up with me. That's... that's what it is
0: yeah 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 yeah. that's what they need to focus on they're like we're not gonna get back with Claire there's no way to get back together with Claire she's gone Mm -hmm. so if she's gone as might as well just start the fresh page as fast as possible but maybe easier said than done
3: Uh, it it might be it's gonna be interesting to see that play out this is different than the Caitlin uh, Britt situation because oh yeah um, now, you know, I think the show did a great job by bringing Tasha in. I think this was an incredible um, performance on the fact of the sh- on, on behalf of the show just to make this happen in the way that it did. And as we talked about, Chris Harrison is going to talk a little bit more, a lot more about that and what that process actually looked like behind the scenes here um, in just a little bit. But I still think there's something to come. We saw in the previews, Ashley, that everything is about to change, which is a very common Chris Harrison line.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I think the big change is there's there's new guys coming in. I think we're back to twenty to twenty four guys starting this next episode.
0: That would only be fair for her. I mean, what are they down to right now in that house? Like nineteen, 16. maybe not even. Sixteen? 16? Yep. That would be so unfair for her to be like, Okay, pick somebody from these sixteen guys. It's like walking to a bar on a regular Friday night. You'll meet you can meet sixteen guys. I highly doubt one of those sixteen guys is gonna be your husband. <laughs>
3: Here is going to be the interesting part to this whole thing. You kind of saw at the end of this episode, and I really enjoyed this part where the guys are sitting around in a circle. And Jason walks in and they cheer for him. Now, at this point, you have to imagine that these guys have been locked together in a house for days, kind of waiting to see what happens, waiting for Claire to come back, waiting to see what the next steps are. So they have a bond. And you see it when Jason walks in and the guys are like, hey, welcome. Like, we're so happy you're here. The interesting part of this whole show is they're really happy that Jason's there. That's great because they obviously like him. But Uh they're rooting for a guy to show up, to compete, (laughs) to find the woman of their dreams, like that whole idea is weird to me. Like that doesn't, I I would do this, I'd probably do the same thing because they're friends now. But if we watch it on television, like it makes no sense for them to be happy to anybody (laughs) else's day.
0: That's so funny. Well, there's a huge difference between, like, a guy, a friend coming back to the group after a group date or after a one-on-one yeah. when you're in those teens, you know, when, you, when there are 16 guys left. Now, when somebody walks back in when there's eight people left, then you're like, eh, I wish you didn't come home. Yeah, I, know, I would well. have liked to hang out with you off the show.
3: <laughs> so will they be happy that other guys show up? Or, like, is this going to be the same kind of vibe? And is oh. there going to be, like, two different groups now?
0: Oh... Fantastic question. I feel like they're not going to like it initially. I'll tell you that they may come to the conclusion that it's like the right thing to do and they'll be okay with it. But like at at first when Harrison like announces a limo coming forward, if this does, this theory of yours does hold true. uh, They're not going to like
3: that. They're not going to like it at all. I mean, they're friends yeah. at this point. Like, they've yeah. spent a lot of time together. Well, that's one interesting thing that could happen. The other is, you know, obviously, as we talked about who, you know, we think Tasha will pursue. We have no clue. There might be a new guy that shows up that she likes even more than all these guys. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to get to know their names. Ashley, to close off here before we bring Chris on, because I know we have a lot to talk to him about. Uh, and I, I have a feeling he's going to be pretty vulnerable and honest because he's uh, he's just hanging out right now.
0: Can we just say how, like how much he's shown shown is that a word? Yeah. He shined. No, it's shined. Like what do you how mean? How much he shined in this episode? Oh, like, he was I, shown a bunch too. <laughs> he was shown and he shined. <laughs> he was so amazing. Like he, this is one of these episodes where he like really conducted it, you know, step by step. Yeah. And he's just so down to earth and. I think people loved seeing this Chris Harrison that isn't buttoned up at a rose ceremony. He's just like the friend that's come in, in jeans and a little scruff to come and, and talk heart to heart.
3: He, uh, it's funny. Last night on Twitter, uh, he was uh, trending many times last night. But See, one
0: of- it's because he was, <laughs> he was shining. He was sh-
3: shining. But one of the things reasons was because we saw Chris Harrison swear on TV, which is not shown often, and people loved it they ate it up remind
0: me oh because he's what did he say i think
3: he said this is bs like or something so i I can't i don't know it was blurb but like he just said something but like they had to bleep chris harrison which is just a magical moment in bachelor history is when chris harrison gets bleeped
0: oh love it guys if you only knew the chris harrison off screen and how less buttoned up he is you'd love him even more
3: he's a great dude um well yeah, we're gonna bring him on here in just a second. We're gonna have a lot of fun with Chris. Uh, super excited to talk to him. Now, final question for you, Ashley. I know our listeners are uh, are probably anxious about this as well. What are you most looking forward to as this season progresses with Taysha as our Bachelorette?
0: I hope to just see Taysha for okay to, to overcompensate for Claire's lack of connection with multiple men. I hope that we have. And maybe I sound like a huge, a a horrible friend saying this, but I hope that at the end of this, Taysha has a lot of connections that she needs to weed through, and it's a difficult decision because she has feelings for so many guys, and like maybe her top three is just it's heart wrenching. Yeah, (laughs) is that horrible? But of course, at the end of the day, I hope that what we get out of this season is two engagements.
3: That'd be incredible, and. Um, yeah, I'm with you. No, I don't think it's horrible. I think we, I think the best of seasons are when there's, uh, at the end, a, a little bit of heart pull and heart pull in different directions, a little drama. You get to really relate with the leads and see okay. their hearts on the line. And I think, uh, knowing Tasha and knowing kind of what she hopes for, I have a feeling that could happen as well. Well, Ashley, before we bring Chris on, uh, we do have something to announce to all of you out there. Uh, we have a Friendsgiving virtual event you, please join Ashley and I and a few others that I'll mention here in just a second for an almost famous Friendsgiving. It's time to celebrate with appearances from other Bachelor Nation stars, special guests, appearances by Chris Souls, Crystal Nielsen, Wells Adams, Jared Habon ben flanick and many more
0: we're gonna share some recipes we're gonna find out which of the bachelor which of our bachelor friends are experts in the kitchen and which ones are a disaster i mean chris Soules and wells we're both on worst cooks in america or like what is that show on the food network we're cooked in america right yeah i think it is i mean like i don't think you have to actually be a horrible cook to be in there because i think wells is actually very much a pro in the kitchen he does a lot on his instagram uh with cooking but you guys join us. We're going to be, of course, talking about Claire, Tasha, all the guys. We're going to be eating, drinking, laughing, possibly crying. There'll be prizes. Um, so if you want a little bit more Bachelor Nation for your Thanksgiving, make sure to get tickets. Uh, tickets are available. It's on locationlive.com. Onlocationlive.com. A- and it's our Friendsgiving.
3: I'm going to pull out the bourbon for this. I'm going to pour a glass of bourbon. I'm going to have a great time. Uh, we're just going to celebrate. I mean, this is what this is like. Let's celebrate this. This isn't something to be buttoned up and put together. Um, we want to celebrate with all of you. So yes, please join us for our friends giving that's November 19th at 5 PM Pacific. One last time on LocationLive.com for tickets.
0: I'm going to bring the Baileys out. I'm going through a Baileys phase. I feel oh. like a dad.
3: Oh, Ashley. Okay.
0: I know. Uh. I do a little Baileys of the rocks. It's like so seasonal and delicious.
3: You're like my dad. My dad never drinks. And when it gets cold outside, he uh, he loves himself some peppermint schnapps on ice. That's what ice. I'm saying. It's so ridiculous. It's so sugary, so thick. So it's like syrup. And you're drinking straight cream. Hey, um, Ashley. <laughs> Let's take a break. Uh, when we come back, we are going to have the one and only, the legend, the uh, the leader of this franchise, giving us all. Oh my! I can't believe I'm going to say this. All the tea, Chris Harrison will be here in just all the a second. coffee.
2: <laughs> what
0: keeps baby skin healthy? and speak to you. With a powerful, clean, and refreshing scent, Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. Get yours now at a retail store near you.
4: Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic, Onobotulinum Toxin A, and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. 3510300 and follow the climbing in heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. You wake up with a
0: scratchy throat, congestion, runny nose, and cough. You know your body, you know you're getting sick. Your choices are tough it out, get sick, take some time out from work, hope the doctor can see you this month, or wait two hours at urgent care. Then you can sit in a room full of sick people.
3: Order yours online in minutes. Your kit will be rushed to your door and you get 15% off at twc.health/famous.
0: You can use the promo code famous, that's promo code famous at twc.health/famous. As every parent knows, kids seem to be everywhere all at once. It's tough for even the most watchful mom and dads to protect their little ones from every single thing. Even Duracell's packaging is child-secure and designed to avoid accidental opening. Because they believe that their product should provide more than just power, they should also provide peace of mind. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely. Available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. Hey, Chris. How you doing?
1: Hi, Ash. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Hi, <Chris. laughs> we're What's up, pretending
0: guys? right now that we didn't just talk for five minutes beforehand yes. but now we're gonna dive into the episode and it, it was... should be the
1: show before the show the pre yeah. show
0: this was such a fantastic episode i was falling asleep and i was like you cannot fall asleep because i, was I think it's it one of our best
1: i'm not lying and i'm not just completely full of crap here when i say the last two episodes episode three and this was episode four are two of the best episodes we've ever produced and created in the history of this show.
0: I And and I don't
1: mean that like a hyperbolic, dramatic way. I just mean the the circumstances with which it happened in the middle of a pandemic, the fact that it's airing at all is a miracle. But the fact that we also created this and was able to pull it off, there's not a team in the world that could have done this and and made it look like it did in the business. And I am so proud of my crew and my family for doing it. And when I watch it back, I have honestly such pride in these two episodes, especially.
0: I completely agree. With both of these weeks, since we get the screeners, I was telling my friends and family, we like, wait till you see this episode. It's a really good one.
1: I honestly don't, I don't always even watch the show back because I know what happens. I was there yeah. when it helped create it. Um, and then sometimes I'll watch it on TV or, or I'll see a screener. When I, you know, I usually look at the first edit mm-hmm. and it, when it's really raw, just to make sure it's heading in the right direction. But I've watched, I watched episode three, three times. I watched episode four twice. And that's pretty rare for me to go go back. I just enjoyed it so much. And the the nuance and the things we were pulling off to see how it all came together. Uh, I'm really, really proud of it.
0: Let's start off at the top of the episode. Last week, Rob Mills said that, you needed you. You decided when she gave herself the rose at the group date that collectively, as a production team, you thought that something was probably going to be need need to be done. This was like the turning point where you called Taysha. Yeah. in. Can you
1: confirm this? No. <laughs> okay. I hate to, I hate to disagree with Rob, but he's completely wrong. Um, <laughs> I mean, I love Rob. He's he's my boy. But that's just not the case at all. Um, that that just wouldn't even remotely work. Um, there was an issue earlier than that, um, you know, is, is Rob right in that maybe it came to a head, but that was even late till I think it had already come to a head. I think that was just something we, you know, that was kind of maybe the, the straw that broke the, uh, the camel's back. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't know, but it, it, obviously the, the, the rock was already rolling downhill by that point. So no, that's, that's not exactly accurate as much as I hate to disagree with Rob.
0: Can you let us in on when you guys had Taysha come to start quarantining? At what point in the narrative?
1: You know, what's, I, I would I would love to say I really don't remember. It was when I tell you it was such a blur, and we you guys know our schedule. You know we don't sleep. You know that's a normal life, and that's a normal season. This was anything but normal. So we were trying to facilitate a show, and at the same time trying to figure out how do we keep this show going? What do we do? I mean, we've never been faced li- with anything like this on a, you know, producer's side, uh, production side. And so, you know, again, there was never that aha moment. There was never that light bulb like, oh my gosh, we're, you know, this is, this is taking a turn. We have to make a change. It really was this gradual, I say gradual, it happened quickly, but a gradual thing where we, you know, there were murmurs of like, hey, this, this might be going in a very interesting direction hey, we may have to do something about this. Hey, you know what? What are we going to do? What are our options? And so there wasn't just a, hey, let's have a meeting and let's figure this out. It was these things happen over time. A million conversations, spending all night together, throwing everything against the wall. So there really wasn't this light bulb moment of, oh my God, Tasha, You know, she gave herself a rose. We need Tasha. It really was more of a gradual moment where we had to stop and say, okay, first of all, what can we do to help Claire? How can we help Claire make the decision to find the love of her life? And that was our, honestly, that was our biggest priority. Take care of Claire, take Claire, take care of Dale, but also what do we do with these guys and preserve that? And, and to us, for us to hit the pause button, like you saw in that fourth episode last night and do what we did is so unprecedented, so weird and so hard. I can't begin to tell you how difficult that was to try and keep the, guys at bay to say, Hey guys, just give us a second. We're going to go shoot another television show for, for a bit. It was truly bizarre. I've never been through anything. I was on a scooter going back and forth across the property 50 times. Talk to the guys, talk to Dale, talk to Claire. I just <laughs> sweating my ass off in the <laughs> desert. Um, I, at one point it was funny. I actually noticed when I sat down with Claire, I was out of breath because I had just, run across because i heard she was kind of melting down again and i wanted to talk to her and i'm like sweating and like profusely like hyperventilating it was a wild wild ride for all of us but i think it was handled very well and at the end of the day it was all about claire leading us in the direction making the choice and us facilitating that that's the only thing we cared about
3: the uh you i love that you just said that because i noticed when we were watching the episode that moment with Claire, you get a few of those. Is one that felt unexpected because you are out of breath. Like you're sitting down and you can hear it like a few times. I'm literally
1: I- moving chairs into the <laughs> internet. <innovative laughs> <Yeah, yeah. laughs>
3: There's no setup for this. Right now, Chris, I think one of the things that we always talk about, and this is a good moment for that, is people who who watch the show oftentimes believe that that the producers have some sinister plan. They're sitting in this room and they have this all calculated, and they're you know. They're this is going to happen no matter what. Can you give us a little bit more of a background? You just mentioned it to what's going on as the story's unfolding, everybody's trying to keep up with it. Like, what does this look like for the producers who are trying to keep up and still make a show?
1: Well, I I heard uh, to your point, um, I I hear some crazy, outlandish ideas and conspiracies. And and considering you know what we've been through as a country, maybe these aren't the craziest, but I had heard I saw somebody or somebody mention that this whole thing was planned from the beginning. And and I thought that might be the dumbest sentence ever uttered by any human being. Think about what, what would have had to have happened. That's crazier than the grassy knoll and, and the fake moon landing. I mean, think of what would have had to have gone in place to make that happen. We would have had to guarantee that Claire was gonna fall in love in a certain amount of time and pull this off. By the way, and do it in a pandemic, good luck, but anyway. Beyond that being the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life, um, you're right. We have learned to embrace, especially over the last three or four years, to really embrace and let this show be raw and let this show lead us into wherever it's going. And I sat down on a number of occasions, and you saw a lot of it with Claire, where she was really open about, you know, last episode, episode three, where she says, you know, can we move this along? I don't really want to spend time with these guys, essentially. And, you know, and and clearly her head was not there anymore. And clearly she was not even remotely giving anybody else a chance, which is not bad. Again, I'm not mad at Claire. No one is mad at Claire, at least on the show side, the producers. We embraced it. Mm -hmm. And I sat down with her and said, Claire, my only issue is this isn't fair anymore. Let's just figure out what's going on between you and Dale. Let's stop the show. I mean, if you understand, you guys do, but I hope the people listening understand what it takes to push pause on a television production and not know where it's going and just say, you know what, Claire, we're going to give you a shot with Dale and Dale only. It might be the worst decision in television history, but we're going to give this a shot because that's what you're telling us to do. And then they end up together. They end up spending the night together. They tell each other they love each other and then they get engaged. I mean, that is the ultimate dream. And so, I, you know, I just want to clear it up that at no point was I disappointed in Claire. At no point were any of us disappointed. In fact, it was the contrary. And we said, babe, we love you. We're here for you. This is your show. Do what you want. We're going to let you lead the way. And Claire said it herself. She's like, I'm unconventional. I've taken control of this from the start. And this is what I'm going to do. And so I was uh, I was happy to go on that ride as wild as it was.
0: Talking to producers. So many, pretty much everybody said that they had never seen this kind of instantaneous connection, this kind of front runner situation, like they have with Claire and Dale. If there was another couple in Bachelor history that you can say you felt was pretty certain from week one, who would it have been?
1: Ben and Olivia. <laughs> Oh, it all comes back around. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, I mean, and I hate to use Ben and beat on him, but that's a good example of how things usually go, is night one, and you guys both know this intimately, night one, you're really just getting a gut instinct. Sometimes Mm -hmm. that gut does pay off, um, whether it's, you know, Ryan and Trista or JoJo and Jordan. But, and if you ask them now, look, they're not dumb. They're trying to get married or they are married. They're going to say, oh, baby, it was always you. Baby, you're mm-hmm. the one, you know, baby, you're the best I've ever had. Um, you know, but the truth is somewhere in between, which is if you really allow yourself like Ben, you're going to go off and you're going to explore everything. This is the one time where you truly don't have to just stop. You can continue figuring it out. Um, look at Sean Lowe. He's a great example of somebody. If we had stopped yeah. the show, he wouldn't be with Catherine. Yeah. Um, you know, I think in a, this is not a detriment or, or a, a sh- throwing shade at Claire, but I think often you are doing yourself a disservice by not exploring all of these. This is the one time you get to step out of your comfort zone, date people you wouldn't date, meet people you wouldn't meet and really push yourself to be uncomfortable. That doesn't mean you're going to fall in love with this particular person, but now you know what you are looking for. And so, you know, there are times when someone might find someone night one, but do they really, you know, it ebbs and flows, and, and oftentimes they think they know and they don't. And so usually it's a journey you really do need to go on to be certain of your love uh, and re, really reaffirm that love at first sight feeling. Um, you know, for Claire, it was ball game. you know, and so I, I will stand by that comment, no matter what revisionist history people would like to reimagine in their head. That's never happened. Okay. Nobody has ever looked at me dead in the eye and said, my husband just walked in. Mm-hmm. This is over and hyperventilating and sweating. Well, we were all sweating, it was <laughs> <laughs> degrees, but you know what I mean?
3: The uh, Chris, this is this. I agree with what you said at the beginning. It was, this is some of the best television ever produced considering there was a pandemic considering the situations that you're in. Uh, I think it's a great point, and you, you always are good to do this, but to pause here uh, and say like the team behind the scenes, uh did a tremendous job making this season happen i mean absolutely incredible and that should never be forgotten but it points me to my next question uh, you make your job look really easy i think one of the biggest maybe like things that are pro- i find most offensive when somebody comes to you is like chris harrison has the easiest job in the world i don't think any of us would ever say that that have been on the show but you make it look easy how do you personally stay calm collected like uh engaged? in the midst of what's going on behind the scenes with 200 people who are like, sh- you know, going, scootering back and forth to try to keep a show going. What what do you have to do to get in that mindset and make this look like, okay, everything's okay, we're gonna move forward?
1: It is, a, it's juggling a lot of, of balls at once, and that is, you know, the producer side of me. But then at the end of the day, it's it's, it's what would I, you know, do with my kids? And I think being a dad of two teenagers and and, and eight, with age comes this wisdom and experience, too. And I'm a little older than everybody now. Is to come in and have this grace and empathy and, you know, tell me what you want. And and with Claire was difficult. She was difficult, not in a bad way, but just I know her well. And I know that there's some serious insecurities. And, and you saw that last conversation when I went back in because she was crying. Because she was still doubting what was happening. Even after Dale had really like exposed himself and explained how much he loved her and was ready to take that next step. She just couldn't believe this was gonna happen. And so that was just me being a loving father and stepping in and saying, you know, forget forget the show, forget being a producer. You gotta compartmentalize, just like a Bachelor or Bachelorette does. So I do the same where I stop producing and I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna be here for you. We're just gonna talk this through. And if it turns out to be on television, great. If it doesn't, I don't care. But as you know, a lot of stuff happens That never ends up on TV. That I do. Um, Sometimes we're not. There's not even cameras around where you know someone might be spinning out of control or just struggling, and I just sit down and have a drink with them, and we just shoot the. And um, uh, I have a very bizarre job (laughs) because it's not just sitting in front of a television camera and hosting like I'm doing. Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Um, A lot of stuff happens behind the scenes where it may never be on TV but the effect will be on TV if that makes sense.
3: Now I question all the times that we sat and had a cocktail together if I was actually spinning out of control and didn't realize <laughs> it myself.
1: <laughs> but it also helps me too. Like I like to know what's going on and so that's a weird thing. It's a oh. weird job. You know, you know, it's a strange career to have where I am like I'm talking to two people that I dearly love and are and are very good friends of mine and I'm really involved and care about your lives. Yet you were on my television show (laughs) that I was also trying to produce. And that's a weird line to draw. And I have to be very careful. And I always err on the side of being human and caring about you guys. And sometimes I just want to know what's going on. And that helps me treat you. I just don't ever want to be that a-hole that threw somebody under the bus or, or mistreated you. And look, sometimes I'll push you. Sometimes I'll, you know, be, you know, misleading in certain ways. If it's, you know, if I know I can get away with it, if it's good TV, but at the end of the day, you guys know, and I will tell everybody, I will not lie to you. I'm not going to screw you over. Like unless you deserve it, unless you push me, I'll push back. You know that. Um, but I, at the end of the day, I have your back and I'll be there for you. you always, yeah. So then
3: to follow up on all of that, You, you do, you treat this like you, you care about Claire. Uh, you're treating her, uh, like a daughter as a friend. When she tells you then I love Dale and I want this to be done. You then obviously believe like your, your daughter and son come to you sometimes and say things that you're like, that's not good for you. Like, that's not Mm -hmm. right. Like I need to correct you here. But at that moment, you obviously believe that was the right thing to do. If you allowed it to happen. Why were you so confident this was the right move?
1: Well, and I, again, it's, I don't know if that's necessarily the case. Like, you know, again, you go back to being a dad. It's, you know, my daughter Taylor comes in and says, dad, I love, I love Tommy. You know, we're going to get married and you know, she's 16 years old. Um, Hopefully it's not that drastic. Um, And, and. (laughs) You know tom he's going to be walking with a lip for a while but um but no but it, you know i've learned if i go in and say taylor you're forbidden from seeing him you're never going to talk to him you know what's she going to do i mean ashley loves romantic comedies as much as i do all you're going to do is make that person run to them immediately yeah. and so you know my thing with claire was not to tell her she's wrong because who's to say she is by the way mm. um and that's something i learned a long time ago as well like just because i think something doesn't make it so it doesn't make it right it doesn't make it it's not you know, it's not so black and white and so telling Claire from the beginning you're wrong there's no such thing as love at first sight well that's naive and stupid and arrogant of me mm. and so maybe I need to learn something here and so it's more of Claire tell me from the moment this happened which was night one explain to me what you're seeing in Dale and so it wasn't just this this light bulb moment there was several days and several like you know a few weeks where we were having these deep conversations sometimes on camera, sometimes off of like, what is it about Dale? What are you feeling? What is it in your past that's making you do this? You know? So when we got to that moment, I did feel secure in that, okay, you are making this decision and I'm going to support it. And it doesn't mean I agree hundred percent. That's not my job. And it's not my job as a parent to always agree hundred percent, but it is my job. Once you have made a decision to support you any way I can and, and to still be there for you. And it doesn't mean she won't, fall on her face. It doesn't mean my kids won't fail, but you have to be given enough leeway to make your own mistakes in life. And again, that's not saying this is a mistake, but you, that is important that you're not that dad or not that person that just says, Ben, you're wrong. You're an idiot. It's like, well, that's not giving anybody not to make this political. I think we saw enough of that over the last several years of people just canceling you or telling you you're stupid, telling you whatever you're saying is wrong. It's like, well, where do you go from that? Where's the grace? Where's the room to talk and debate and have a conversation? How am I ever gonna evolve and learn if you just tell me I suck and I'm stupid? That's that, I just, I've just i never understood that. And that is our political parties right now, and not the parties, it's the people. You believe your side so much that if, if anybody disagrees with you, they're just idiots. Well, where's the room to grow and and i and in this case i had to give her room to grow and i needed to grow
0: so when you walked into the room and you said okay claire we gotta we gotta make a decision here how do you think that conversation was gonna go
1: um i wasn't sure Mm. (laughs) i really that's the weird part i mean you should never produce a show where you don't know the outcome (laughs) and i mean it's really it's like tv 101 you go to school it's like when you're learning journalism, don't ever ask a question you don't know the answer to. Um, and and that's our entire show is we're asking a question we don't know the answer to. So it's a really dangerous way to produce TV. Um, but I I thought I knew what she would say, but I wasn't so sure that she was going to be so strong in her convictions that she was going to be willing to shut things down. And that's where that dinner came from. And, And even at that dinner, I wasn't so sure that we wouldn't just put Dale back in the house and kick back up again. And then who knows what happens mm-hmm. again? Mm-hmm. You know, There was no definitive set answer to Tasha's our new bachelorette. By this point, I will tell you, we had already called her and she was on property, but that didn't mean she was the bachelorette yet. Mm-hmm. That just means she took a leap of faith. And if things kept going that direction in this direction, then she would be. But there was never that moment of, Tasha, just because she, she's here is going to be our bachelorette. Claire had to lead us down that road. And when we got to a point where the show ends, and I think everybody's been watching the show for 20 years, you know when the show ends, there's a proposal. That's it. Like, that's ball game. We move on. And so Claire took us to that point, and Dale took us to that point. And that, then and really only then, were we sure that Taysha was going to be the bachelorette. And anything before that, if anybody tells you any different, they're lying it's just wrong uh, but taisha was there clearly she needed to come because the protocol for getting tested medically to be safe mm-hmm. to figure out what we would do with clothes because it's not as easy as just going shopping because we can't mm-hmm. shop for you so we had to figure out a lot of things so she was there but she knew as well as all of us that it wasn't a set deal until this couple was You know, well, not even until they were engaged. It was just until Claire made a definitive decision.
0: So what's bananas to me is that over the past two weeks or so, there's been a lot of rumors that Claire didn't feel like she was in charge, that she felt like, you know, she had to go along with production's decisions. But watching this episode, it makes it seem like she was given the decision-making power the entire way through and that she made the a decision that she loves so much so how do you address those rumors why are they even
1: floating around i don't know i mean i haven't heard claire say anything um you know and until i hear claire say something along those lines then you know all i can say is and i have texted with claire back and forth and i think she understands this too it was all in in her hands i mean i can't tell you how many times i sat down with her and you saw a lot of it and said you tell me where does this go from here? What do you want to do? I want time with Dale. Okay. I mean, in unprecedented fashion, we stopped the show (laughs) and gave her a bizarre kind of overnight fantasy suite in the middle of the show. I mean, that's just, Mm -hmm. it's unprecedented. So not only did she have control, but we also moved mountains to make things happen that shouldn't be happening right now. And so, yeah, I mean, she had total control. You know, yes, we push things along because that's how the, that's also how the show goes. Of okay, well, this is the next step. They cross that hurdle. Okay, well, now this is the next step. Where does this go from here? And that's engagement. And then once there was an engagement, um, then there's no forcing. It's just that's where the show. I mean, I don't know what else we would have done. And just. What, show them eating dinner every night together, watching Netflix? You know, that's, that's not a television show. But even with that said, you saw in the tease, we still bring them back, and we still have conversations. We're still going to keep up with them um, you know, as things go along. But there is no more show. She's not dating anybody anymore. And so I'm not sure what else anybody would want us to do. It, things took its natural order and progress, and then it was time to move on and start another season of The Bachelorette.
3: Now, I, I have a couple more follow-up questions to that. Um, but before we transfer, uh, transfer just for a bit into Manly Bands, talking about proposals, uh, you had mentioned that this a uh, few weeks ago, and this is something that Ashley and I have been uh, confused by since then, is that this is 100% Claire's season. You made that comment. Um, why that comment? Because it still doesn't fit with where, where we know we're going with the show now.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, yep. but because it was, well, first of all, we weren't talking about who was next, you know, what was happening. Yeah. So we weren't going to give away yeah. any spoilers. That's first and foremost. Um, and, and that was also out of respect for Claire, you know, we, we had a lot of meetings behind the scenes, ABC and, and producers and the uh, promos department, like, when do we announce Tasha? What do we do with that? And again, the decision time and time again was protect Claire, protect this season for her. Let her promos run. I want her to feel like she has as much of this experience as possible. Mm -hmm. And when I say it was 100% Claire, I I mean, until it wasn't, it really was 100% for Mm -hmm. Claire. Yeah, we started making arrangements just in case something went absolutely bonkers, which it did, but it was still about Claire facilitating her relationship, making sure she was happy, making sure she got engaged, pushing pause, creating this bizarre moment in relationship with Dale, and then... It can become about Tasha and moving on. Um, but up until that moment, I, I would beg to differ that it wasn't 100% about Claire. I mean, maybe you could argue it was 98% because, yeah, we started looking towards the future of what do we do with this television show? Because we also have to deliver 10 or 13 episodes to ABC, and yeah. we have four, uh, <laughs> so we need a little bit more TV. We have eight, 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 eight times two, so we have 16 hours we still need to deliver to ABC or else I'm getting fired um, and so, yeah, we had to look down the road a little bit, but I, 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 fully stand behind the fact that I poured my heart and soul into Claire right up until the time I knew it was okay. Not to.
3: That makes sense. No, that does. That clarifies it. Um, I, <laughs> clarifies I say clarify. It. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I, I can't, <laughs> you say can't get away from it. I can't get away from it. Um, let's take a break here from the show. I know Ashley has uh, a few more questions to ask about this episode and where we're going. Uh, but we did see a proposal. Uh, I am engaged, um, as well. And, uh, with those two things combined, I have uh, chosen to uh, get a manly band uh, for my uh, wedding ring, which ah! I'm super pumped about. Um, so cool. I've gone through a couple options. In fact, uh, it's interesting. I was going to get one tattooed on my hand. I still might um, just f- for golf and for, you know, whatever you do. And I, and Jess and I were trying to figure out what we're going to do about m- having a wedding ring. Well, I see Chris come out with this uh, ring set uh, and this partnership uh, he reaches out kindly enough, says, Hey, you know, are you interested? I'm going to, I'm choosing to do it. Cause I love them. Uh, Chris, before we jump back into the show, tell us what Manly Bands is, why you chose to do it with Manly Bands, wh- where this is going.
1: Uh, it's really cool. Uh, I love stories like this. Again, it's a little bit like the bachelor. It's just a great love story that happened in this, this weird meeting where the folks from Manly bands. It's this true kind of great American story of this husband and wife that were getting married. He's a big dude no rings fit him there was no variety because there really isn't variety for men and they decided to create a company and this husband and wife created a ring company called manly bands and now it's this massive success and they came to me and said hey will you help us with some promo videos you're kind of the master of love and matchmaking we'd love to kind of promote our brand and like any company before i do anything i get to know them i want to know what they're all about and what they represent and i fell in love with them. And I said, Hey, can we do something more substantial than some silly videos? Mm-hmm. And they said, what do you have in mind? And I, and I said, I don't know. we started talking and now this is what's happened is this collaboration where I have my own wedding ring collection. Too cool. And it, we, we dove in came up with this amazing variety of materials yeah. and, and rings and looks and feels. And you know, you've seen them Ben. And the, the main thing for me is, and I've been married before, and I think the wrong ring is was the main cause of my divorce. <laughs> but in all seriousness, there, there's really no variety. And so what I love is you look through this collection, and you find your personality. You find a ring that speaks to you. Um, you know, Ashley, you and you and Jared, you know, go through this, and, and it's like, okay, there's silver, there's gold, there's really not a whole lot there. And so I love the fact that you can find something that has wine barrel in it or something that has diamonds or something that has meteorite or dinosaur bones, something, a little country, dinosaur something bones. a little rock and roll. Yeah. It's pretty cool.
3: Dinosaur bones. I've I, it's it, I, I have to hear about this dinosaur bones cause I saw it on the website. Are they like, where
1: do you, where do you source? Dino- yeah. Where do you source dinosaurs? <laughs> this bones? is the weird part. I have to sneak into the museum of history at night. <laughs> and I just, just chisel away and then I sneak
0: night uh, at the museum.
1: Yeah. You know, it's crazy. So there are, and I, this is the things you learn. There are bones that people have unearthed uh, that are just too small to display. They're too small to fit on anything in a museum. I mean, tiny, tiny bones that are never going to be used. And so they sell or they donate these bones. And they're too small to do anything with, But as far as a museum, but plenty to use in, in bits of rings and other materials. And so we take these bones and we you know, repurpose them. You know what's cool is we have meteorite. And we have dinosaur bones. So the thing that (laughs) dinosaurs, it's all full circle. It's It's this weird dark. Uh, But yeah, so there's some really cool different materials and looks. And, you know, I wouldn't be opposed to, you know, having several rings. Uh, You know, like, you know, I I don't know. Look, Ash, I would never say wear the same dress and the same purse every single day of your life. You know, sometimes you want to dress up sometimes, you know, like you look like Ben does now and you're casual <laughs> and uh, you know, you just want to be bopping around. And the cool thing is too, Ben, first of all, we send you a ring sizing thing. So we, you, you, size, you know, exactly what size to tell us. Uh, but we also send you this silicone ring um, that you get to keep. And so you could take your ring off. Like I had to, when you play golf, cause it hurts. And it's this cool silicone band that you can put on so you don't have to permanently tattoo anything to you, but it doesn't hurt when you're playing sports, working out any of that stuff. So it's, it's kind of a cool thing. You can slip on. This is a great, I
3: mean, this is such a good idea. Uh, cause you're right there. I mean, Ashley, you're married. I'm on my way to there. Uh, when Jared is picking out a ring, there isn't a plethora of choices up until something like this.
0: That's so true. No, I mean, it's Ashley, really? how just-
1: sentimental is Jared's ring? Can we, can we get him to switch? Can we get him a ring? It-
0: <laughs> he'd be down to get get one that he could like play sports, lift weights in, and stuff like that. But like I am, what if it was I mean, like
1: a number twelve Tom Brady ring?
0: Yeah, I mean, can you get him a Super Bowl ring? He'll wear on his left finger. <laughs> that would he'd love that. Yeah, be engraved like a little TB bit twelve inside. Yeah, absolutely. One hundred percent. It's really
1: cool. It's something I got really excited about. I'm really proud of it. People that have found it already, it's been a huge, huge success. That people are falling in love with, and the quality of these rings are awesome. And um, th- by the way, this Friday is Black Friday, and so um, massive sales on if you go to the site. So go to mainlybands.com. If you're ever going to do it, do it this week uh, because there's massive deals this now. This
0: week's Black Friday? What do you mean? I'm well, so confused.
1: <laughs> we're starting. We're starting okay. a Black Friday sale.
3: Okay. Yeah. It's Manly Bands uh, Black Friday. So, okay. So before we go back in, uh, I know Ashley's itching right now. She's itching, like literally itching to ask you more questions about this episode. Um, where can people find Manly Bands? Uh, and uh, and then we can move on.
1: But the coolest thing is uh, you don't ever have to leave your house, which is kind of important these days. There's no brick and mortar. You're not going to a store. Yeah. You go online. You pick the ring you want. We send you the ring size. Or you get this cool thing, and you size exactly what you want, size of your ring. Um, and then you tell us, and then we ship it all to you. So you never leave your house. Everything fits perfectly. Um, money back. You know. You know. You get your life lifetime guarantee on the ring. So anything goes wrong or does, doesn't fit, we'll fix it. Um, and you're going to absolutely love it. So it's. I mean, it couldn't be easier. Um, to you know. And look, guys, we're not complicated, but we're also not smart. So we we dumb this down. We make it as easy as possible. Thank you. No matter what your what your <laughs> There's a ring for you as far as none of them are crazy, crazy prices. And so it's very affordable. You can find a ring. And if if for some reason there's nothing in my collection, just go to Manly Bands too because you're on that website and there's a thousand other rings to choose from. Sweet, man. Hey, manlybands.com. Is that where we go? Yep. Go to manlybands.com and look for the Chris Harrison collection. Look for my pretty face. Awesome. Thanks, well, buddy. Appreciate that. Can
0: we talk about your pretty face for a second? Why are you getting so much better looking with age? Like you've always been a handsome man, but it's like you're taking handsome pills or something because like you get hotter every season.
1: First of all, thank you. Uh, I'm <laughs> glad you're saying that instead of Ben, but um, that's uh you know, that's all Gina Modica. Uh, she's, she's my secret weapon. Gina has been with me for God, over 20 years now. She's the my makeup longest, artist. She's my longest relationship. Yeah. Gina's is <laughs> my, is my makeup artist. And I am so thankful that she started. She's like, you know, my the, the big sister that uh, I probably never needed. Um, and she just, you know, has beaten me for the last 20 years of wearing sunscreen, taking care of myself, all the things that, you know, moisturizing and she's introduced me to these great products and things. And so luckily, uh, obviously good DNA, good genetics. Thank God for my mom and dad. Uh, but she's taken care of me over the last 20 years. And so, you know, I, but what I do laugh about is I, I i never shoot in the same studio so i guess my hair looks different from time to time it'll be darker or lighter or whatever people are like oh nice spray job dude ease up on the paint or whatever and i'm like guys like my you you guys are you guys have been near me enough to know there's plenty of gray up yeah. here yeah <laughs>
0: yeah uh well it's i think i like you when you're scruffy and you have like you're dressed down so, and so you had those yeah. conversations a lot during this episode. So I was, I was like on the phone with my mom. I was like, "Why does Chris Harrison keep getting better looking?" And then Jared in the background goes, <laughs> <laughs> "It's true. He's getting better looking. So it's not just me." Jared, oh, and by was the also way, uh, it.
1: when you're in the desert and it's 180 degrees, that's really good for, for the skin. I yeah. mean, you're really glowy. God.
0: Okay, but let's go back to proposals now. So she gets a gorgeous ring. It was a beautiful proposal. And I know how you're going to answer this question. But like, during their dinner conversation, and during like their little sleepover, I was like, I feel it. I totally feel it. I love this. Um, This is so crazy that this is happening so quickly. But then, like, when you're like, okay, it's time to repose now. I was like, no, this is wild. This is ridiculous. That's where it crossed over to, like, this is ridiculous to me. But in Bachelor fashion, that's the way we have to end it, right? That's
1: where we go. Well, you don't have to. You know, again, you you have to understand that was just the point where we were. What you decide to do with it is up to you. And that's always the fascinating thing with this show is – you push people out of their comfort zone. You push them to to these decisions and these crossroads. And you know, given uh, you know your own leisure, or whatever, you could just go on forever. But when it gets down to Claire and Dale, uh, as a show, we said, okay, now what? And so we took the next night, that night, and the next day, and we were talking about it. Of like, well, I mean, we're not just going to watch Claire and Dale go to the movies every <laughs> night. We are at the point where after after this moment in the show there is a decision to be made what do you guys want to do and it was very clear the more we talked to them they were head over heels in love and so we proposed the idea of them proposing and Dale said sure i'm in i love this woman let's do this so that's where we ended up and it was it was a bizarre it was a bizarre level to get to because it was so extreme Mm -hmm. Um, but that's where they were that's how extreme it was and so when you saw that proposal, it all felt, to me, it felt lovely and it felt wild and it felt again unprecedented. Um, it was it was very interesting to watch.
0: I agree. Once it happened, I was like, okay, yeah, that's right. All right, let's. I'm so happy for them. This is great. Yeah. But it was like the lead up to like, wait, oh, oh my gosh, these people have known each other for ten days. Can we confirm or deny? Has it was it about ten days?
1: Uh, I think it was longer than that, but it wasn't much more than that. Um, I you know probably. To, you know, 12 to 14 or something like that at that point,
2: okay. uh,
1: you know, because there were days off too. We took, you know, we, we weren't going to take days off, but there were days where we had to stop and say, okay, what are we doing? Where do we go from here? Because again, it's just, it, it's hard to explain how we are trapped in a bubble. And it's not like we could just, you know, maneuver and, and move things in and, and change dates around. We were pretty confined trying to figure this out. Um, so there was a, there was a lot of work And and meetings and stuff that had to happen. Um, And then people are being consulted outside, whether it's, you know, Rob Mills, Mike Fleiss and Martin Hill, all these people that weren't in the bubble. Uh, We were having to, you know, try and consult and they're trying to comprehend what is going on, you know, inside this bubble, because for them to get in takes, you know, what, five, six days. And so it wasn't just where you could just swing by and see what was happening. So there was a lot of moving parts to get to that moment that we made look pretty smooth.
0: And there was no hesitation on Dale's part.
1: None. I mean, not to me anyway. You know, I don't know if he said something to anybody else, but every time I talked to him, he looked me straight in the eye and said, I love this girl. I'm all in. And I said, okay, great. Well, let me call Neil Lane. And we had to, you know, I'm calling Neil Lane, who uh, I, I, I FaceTimed him. I didn't know if they would even use that, but they did. And I'm like, Neil, um, I need a ring. And this is, again, talk about a fortuitous bounce. If we weren't where we were, which was a two-hour drive from L.A., we actually had to have a ring driven out to the property and dropped off at production because we didn't have a ring. Why would we? It was two, three weeks into production.
0: Okay, so watching this engagement, I may get flack for saying this, but oh well. Um, It made me kind of annoyed that Claire accepted Benoit's engagement because I just feel like that was so premature, and I feel like personally, in my opinion – she accepted his proposal on that stage because he didn't, she didn't want to embarrass him. And, um, and I I don't know. I think that's,
1: I I think that's not completely wrong maybe, but not completely fair in that I I would say knowing clear, like I do now, I think she wanted something so bad. Yeah. You know how you want something so bad that you're able to kind of look past a lot of hurdles and red flags and, And you just, you want it so bad that you just kind of manifest it. Like she had Um, hope for it. She was like, this may not feel
0: 100% right now, but like, I'm going to go for it and give it a go. Yeah. Yeah. And and
1: I don't know if you've ever been in a relationship. I think we all have at some point, if you get mature enough in your life where you have entered into a relationship, maybe it's not a proposal, but you've entered into a relationship where you're like, "Eh, this isn't a hundred percent, but like. I think maybe I could make it work. I could maybe change him or yeah. I can look past this. And yeah. and then later, and then later you look back down the road, you're like, what the hell was I thinking? Yeah. Um, not that Ben was a bad guy or it was a mistake, but clearly they were two different people heading two different directions and it wasn't going to work. And it's easy to say in hindsight, but I think she just really wanted love and wanted to be loved so bad that she just, I think she was willing to look past a lot of those red flags and, and make it work and make yeah. it happen she I wants mean, that fairy tale
0: that's not my place to say that like yeah you know whatever it's like if claire claire makes her decisions and i'm not saying that that takes away from this moment but i think that this moment felt so much more full of love and re- and and to
1: realness. me too that's why you know i will defend claire and i will defend this decision and everything we did because at the end of the day look is it going to work out with claire and dale who knows Who knows? Is it going to work out with Ashley and Jared? Who knows? Well, you know, you know, it's easy to say as someone who's sitting here with their hand up of a relationship that didn't work out. It's easy to say something's not going to work because guess what? Odds are it's not. Yeah, love is hard, and, and Ben's been in the same boat. It's hard. It's difficult, and it often doesn't. But when it does work, and when you see something beautiful, why not support it and just love it and give it a chance? Because, you know nine times out of ten it may fail but um it felt great i, I love them in that moment and i felt like there was love there so i'm there to support it you know I'm, it's so easy to sit back and go this is crazy yeah Get out of your minds you guys did this she did this it's like who cares like they're there let's let's just send them some love right now
0: before we wrap this up and i know we we do I have to just mention that I think that this episode really solidifies the fact that these two did not talk before the airing of the show. I mean, before okay. they met on can the show. We, can we talk
1: about this? Yeah. Um, I am only as, as good as my eyes and heart tells me to be. And, and I only can say things with the information I have at the moment. And I can't tell you how many conversations I've had with Claire and a few with Dale, but mostly with Claire because I'm just more intimate with her on the show. And to my eyes, I don't think they did. No, I truly don't think they talked. There, was, there were several moments, and I, I went back and watched and remembered that first night because I, I had immediate suspicions. But the way they introduced each other, the conversations they had, and you guys didn't see it all. You only saw parts of, obviously, what we air. But nothing felt familiar to me. Nothing felt rehearsed. It didn't feel like they were faking it, like, hey, remember, you don't know me. Um, Mm -hmm. There was just these basic questions that they asked that I don't think they, you know, this isn't Meryl Streep and Tom Cruise (laughs) or Daniel Day-Lewis. They're not that brilliant. They would have tripped up. (laughs) And there were just things that happened that lead me to believe she did look him up on social media. She, she totally has owned that. She looked at a lot of those guys. She
0: had great expectations. She built him up in her head. She went in with almost kind of like a celebrity crush on him. But I think that that's it.
1: Yeah. I I think, I think she wanted to love him. I think Mm -hmm. she wanted him to smell good and be (laughs) tall, dark, and handsome. And, and he was, he was all those things. And as soon as she saw that smile and no joke smelled him, um, (laughs) Sniffing his pants was a whole different level, That's but, weird. um, that was weird. And Deanna, I have a problem with Deanna for, uh, being an, uh, you know, an enabler in that, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> <it was laughs> but, uh, no, I, I, I just want to put that to rest. And again, I'm not saying I'm hundred percent accurate. This is just my opinion. That's it.
3: Chris, final question for you. Uh, thanks for spending some time with us. Thanks for hanging out with us. It's been an awesome, awesome experience. And, uh, it's always good to catch up with you, especially about the show. And then about life, uh, where do we go from here? Uh, we have a bunch of guys still sitting there. What are your hopes for them? Uh, you know, obviously, how this plays out. But at this, if you can go backtrack to this night on that day when you confront the boys again and you bring Taysha in, what were you thinking? What were you hoping for?
1: Um, this is actually the first time I actually excitedly get to speak about Tayshia, who's a mm-hmm. who, as you guys know, is a very dear friend of mine. I've gotten to know her for a couple years now, and I absolutely adore her. I think mm-hmm. she is a fantastic woman. Obviously, stunningly beautiful, but she is so kind and giving, and just sweet and, and down to earth. Um, it just has such balance about her, and just this this great energy. She's this type of person you just want to be around. So I'm really excited. I, I it's not that Claire shouldn't have been the Bachelorette, and stop saying that. You know, it's this doesn't this isn't an either or proposition. Tasia is just someone who I wanted to be the Bachelorette. I fought for her. I wanted her to be on our list, and she was and as soon as we had the chance to have another one um, i was so excited when we all decided she was it and, and and it's not that we didn't talk about other people but i can promise you, you the list there was tasha and then there was the rest we really wanted it to be tasha and i'm glad that she came in and i cuz i knew that she and also let me just say something else when i say the guys i feel like these guys were cheated in a certain way it doesn't mean claire screwed them over claire just found love and so i just this is a great group of guys. I, and I don't know if we've ever had this great, solid group before, which is strong, professional, mature, good dudes. And I, I didn't want to waste this group of guys. And so, you know, people like, Oh, you're reusing them or repurposing them. I'm like, these guys haven't found love yet. Why not? These is an awesome, awesome group of guys. And so I was excited to have Tasha meet this group and bring them together. I thought, There was going to be some perfect fits in here so i was it was bizarre to all of a sudden have gone through the craziest moments in my career and then start over and have a limo pull up it was just like what are we (laughs) doing it felt so bizarre to me to then reset and restart i can't begin to tell you how odd it was but i was excited And I was so happy to see her. And it was kind of a weird conversation when she got out. It was, you could tell it was kind of a couple of friends talking. It was this kind of weird moment of like, what are we doing here? This is really weird. And obviously starting next week, you're going to see the rest of where it goes from here. And now it's all about Tayshia and it's all about her journey. Although we will check in and keep you up to date on what's going on with Claire and Dale.
0: What I think is cool, or at least what my hope is, is that this season was very like fateful. Whereas there were two women in the franchise Who had their future husbands in that group and they were meant to both
1: be there i hope so and um and you know i i do want to say one thing before i go and and that is i would ask everybody to just take it easy on claire um she is getting beat up and torn up in in social media and i get it social media especially twitter is an absolute just wastebasket Mm -hmm. you know it's the vocal minority people that want to troll you and scream and yell whatever and so I get it. You can ignore 99.9% of what's on Twitter, but people are going after her and it's not deserved. You know, this woman has done nothing wrong. Yeah. There's nothing, there's nothing that Claire has done that deserves anger in her to be vilified. Um, if you don't agree how she did it, if you don't agree how she treated the guys, I get that. And, and the guys were frustrated and I was frustrated at times, too. But at no point was I mad that this woman fell in love. Think about what you're mad at. Who yeah, are you really no. mad at? Why are you mad that this woman found the love of her life and got engaged? If that's what you're pissed at, you need to really reassess your life. Um, and so I just would ask everybody to have a little grace, a little understanding. And let's support Claire. Let's support Dale. And let's see what happens and now let's also support tasha as our backs are at i just i've just seen a lot of anger and a lot of just things being spewed right now and it just kind of upsets me and and claire takes this stuff to heart i know that um especially our, our female leads tend to really lean into social media a lot more mm-hmm. than the guys do um and it just it breaks my heart when i see caitlin when i see, well ash you've had it too you and you know, I it just it drives me crazy. And I know that they've opened up their lives to social media. They've opened up their lives and agreed to be on TV. But nobody signs up for that. Um, if you want to be frustrated, if you want to voice your opinion, God bless you. You are welcome to it. but Just think about it. Think about drawing that line of where you're going.
3: Chris, you're the man. Um, OK, uh, before we let go, should we still tune in for Tasia season? Yes or no?
1: No, no. Oh, <laughs> no. no. No, I would turn it off now. Uh, I do love people that have said, this is the worst season ever, man. You suck. You're the worst. And I'm like, well, record ratings tells me different.
3: Yeah, we're doing um, all right.
1: We have had uh, two of the highest rated episodes, uh, I think, since last week was 2017. This week, even higher. So um, something tells me you're going to be back. Presentation. Yeah. <laughs> Tayshia's, and the cool thing is Tasha's journey is totally different. It really is. Same, you know, a lot of the same guys, um, obviously maybe you'll see some oh, other, a lot faces. of the
0: same guys, spoiler alert,
1: um, <laughs> and uh, well, you've already seen them sitting there, um, but maybe not all the same guys. And so it's, it's pretty interesting to see where this journey goes. Cause again, Claire is not Tasha Tasha' is not Claire. Everybody's different. They bring their own personality to this.
3: You're the man Thank Chris. You, thanks Claire. for joining us.
0: Thank you. Cl- did you just, did you just hear that?
3: Thank yeah, you, you called him Claire. Oh, we'll Which do that we're one more time. What you're gonna say is
1: thank you for clarifying.
3: Yeah, thank you, Claire. <laughs> you guys, you thank are-
2: you, Claire.
0: <laughs> what keeps baby skin healthy? speak to you. With a powerful, clean and refreshing scent, Clorox Scentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. Get yours now at a retail store near you.
4: Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest. Thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. 3510300 and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. You wake
0: up with a scratchy throat, congestion, runny nose, and cough. You know your body, you know you're getting sick. Your choices are tough it out, get sick, take some time out from work, hope the doctor can see you this month, or wait two hours at urgent care. Then you can sit in a room full of sick people
3: Order yours online in minutes. Your kit will be rushed to your door and you get 15% off at twc.health/famous.
0: You can use the promo code famous, that's promo code famous at twc.health/famous. As every parent knows, kids seem to be everywhere all at once. It's tough for even the most watchful mom and dads to protect their little ones from every single thing. Even Duracell's packaging is child secure and designed to avoid accidental opening. Because they believe that their product should provide more than just power, they should also provide peace of mind. Learn more at power powersafely Available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. Chris is the best. I love him. You feel like he's be tired about talking about the franchise, but when you ask him questions, he rolls. He loves it.
3: Yeah, you do. Like I always used to think that Chris probably like, was like, I'm just sick of this thing. I don't want to yeah. talk about it anymore, but then given the right circumstances, like given mm-hmm. him the environment to which, you know, you ask him not the typical questions, but different questions. And you hear it a lot more now than ever with different podcasts, not just ours. He really enjoys it. And you know what Chris is getting more and more into as he gets more and more comfortable, which, you know, he's 20 years in, he really enjoys talking about the, just the amazing team behind the scenes. Like he loves talking about the production, the cameras, the people helping out. I, I think he's just super grateful that They've helped him have a job for this long.
0: Yeah, it's such a great family. I wish you guys could, could know them on the other side. I really wish that we could interview some producers, but I know that's probably not allowed. But they're great people. Um, okay. All right, well, you guys, we have some hot topics. Uh, first, starting with Claire wearing the massive engagement ring the day that her final episode aired. Uh, ben, did you see this yesterday?
3: I did. It's a big deal.
0: I felt like maybe it was sort of like a commercial for watching the episode with the election and everything. Like maybe people's minds weren't on the fact that there was going to be a bachelorette episode airing on a Thursday. And then the ring was kind of like, "Ah, I'm going to put my ring on and remind everyone (laughs) that the, uh, that possibly the engagement episode is tonight.
3: It's uh, you know, what's going on. I think she's super happy and I think she's probably waited for this. I imagine right now that Claire is just like, I want to be done with the criticism, the the hate, and move on with Dale and make this thing work. Um, in fact, we saw them on Instagram Live last night, and I thought it was really cute. I thought it was a great way for them to kind of, you know, uh, announce themselves to the world. I
0: agree. And yeah, Claire just, she just, she looks great with that ring on. It fits. I feel great about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm just excited for them. I can't wait to watch more of their relationship. Like I hate I hate that there's pressure for them to have to like show it off on social media, but I have to say I'm very excited to see that and get to know their relationship more since we did have fewer episodes.
3: Yeah, that's right. And uh, as Chris Harrison had mentioned, you know, somebody literally had to drive down um, to deliver this ring. That's hilarious. It's
0: gorgeous.
3: Next headline is it was announced this week that Cassie Randolph uh, dropped the restraining order against Colton Underwood. Well, uh, we also know now uh, that Colton Underwood has taken down all of his Instagram posts, like all of them. Ashley, what do we know?
0: That's really all we know. Um, he still's got two two million followers, but zero posts. I know that sometimes celebrities will do this if they're about to launch something when they want a fresh start. I mean, Seems like Colton would want a fresh start. So he wiped his page clean of all pictures, not just ones of Cassie. When I saw this headline yesterday, I thought, oh, yeah, he deleted the pictures of Cassie. But no, just clean. No pictures from any time of his life.
3: Though there are no posts on the account, his page is not deactivated. It's just there's no post. Yeah. All right. Next headline. Bachelor's T-Era is engaged to Tyler Brooks-Brown seven years after controversial stint on Sean Lowe's season.
0: Yeah, so if you guys remember back in June when we were doing coverage of Sean Lowe's goat episode, we tried to track down Sierra. Um Apparently, no one has been in touch with her from her season or in the Bachelor community since Sean's season, but here she is on Instagram, uh, announcing on Wednesday that she got engaged, um, in Tulum, Mexico, the place of the first bachelor in paradise. And his name is Tyler Brooks. And, um, she was, she was surrounded by red rose petals, ironically, at the time of the
3: engagement.
0: And it it was like in a teepee like structure.
3: Seems eerily Uh, (laughs) bachelor-esque. Hey, good for her, though. We celebrate that. um, But that is the big headline here. It is engaged. Now, the next one is something we talked to Chris quite a bit about. We took a long segment just talking about something cool that he's been up to. Not only is he a host of a show, but he also uh, has a collection of manly bands, wedding rings. They're pretty awesome. So if you're out there, you're thinking about getting engaged and Your man uh, doesn't know kind of what he's looking for or hasn't found a ring that he enjoys. I've been on Manly Bands website. They're really awesome, as Chris said. Again, if you want to hear more about that, uh, we talked to Chris to a long extent uh, about it during his segment.
0: Well, Ben, do we wrap up this episode with another story time with Ben?
3: We a hundred flying through these.
0: Okay, Ben. Um, the next story is one of those ones that you've teased to be intimate. I believe.
3: <laughs> oh no. What is the this?
0: time I had to sit out of my senior year homecoming football game due to a severe case of jock itch, and the local paper's headline in the local headline read, "Ben Higgins sits out of game due to severe rash." Oh my God, Ben, this is the last story that is I copied it, and pasted.
3: Is it really?
0: Yeah. That's sad.
3: Well, I have one more, um, okay, okay, that we'll okay, share but, next week, but okay. yeah, that well, I think we're down to the final two. This is a really good story, Ashley. And it might give us sense a little bit more to why, when I tell you or I, I publicly, like, Hey, uh, I've always been a little insecure, um, <laughs> that like this really hints at, okay, so here's the deal. gonna give a little background. This is one of the most interesting stories. and, and, the headline in the book doesn't really fully encompass the whole story itself. Um so I uh was the quarterback on my high school football team.
0: I mean, ow 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 ow.
3: Um, (laughs) and I was able to play as uh, a freshman. Luckily, a couple guys got hurt. So it wasn't because I was good. It was just because I was a
0: freshman and the quarterback of the varsity team. Who are you? And why have you ever felt insecure? You're like a hometown dream.
3: Well, when three guys get hurt and you're pretty average, it it pretty, it hurts (laughs) you pretty bad. Um, so I'm, I'm, so I, I'm playing football. I really want to play in college. Um, then my junior year, I blew out my knee completely and it kind of like changed my path because I was just no longer as good or as fast or at all as athletic as I once was. And so I had to come to terms that, Hey, I'm going to still play football my senior year, but I got to expect to not be as good as I ever was hoping to be. And I had to mentally get to this point. Well, so I was always kind of walking this line of trying to prove to myself that I could still play and I still want to put together a good season so that I would feel like, Hey, all of this work for all of these years have led up to something, um, positive uh and i i carried that weight uh, i wanted to be the best for really my confidence for myself and for my you know, for the team well um it gets to be homecoming and our football team was pretty good uh we had a good run going uh we had won a, a lot of games and in a, in a football this is gonna get pretty uh graphic and so just if you if you, you get grossed out or if you don't want to look at me in this way just like turning this <laughs> off now it's no big deal you're not gonna miss anything <laughs> But um, in a football locker room, a lot of guys, you know, obviously sit naked and change and like put on their clothes. Well, you sit on these like concrete benches uh, that are kind of in front of your locker. Well, I had sat down one day, I guess, and I had gotten some type of um, like it's called it's called a fistula, quite honestly. And a fistula is like a really bad bacteria that like eats into your body and it eats Mm. it eats like it tunnels a hole in your body um for whatever kind of it touches so I had this fistula that is and if anybody out there knows what a fistula is like they're gross and they're really bad and like they hurt really really bad and so I got it right where you sit down like so So it
0: wasn't jock it wasn't like no it wasn't jockage
3: that's the thing it wasn't jockage at all um but like people don't know what fistulas are so I, I put jockage in the book but so I got this fistula It takes me weeks of trying to get rid of it. Like tons of doctor's appointments. Um, In fact, I had surgery like to cut it, cut it out. They would, yeah, they would take these like um, sticks that like uh, with like a silver nitrate on them and try to burn it out. Like, so they'd stick it inside of the fistula and try to burn out the back. It was the worst couple weeks and I'm still trying to play on top of all this. Well, finally, I can't take it anymore. Like it's gotten so bad and it hurts so bad that I can't hardly walk. And, I, and there's no way I'm going to be able to play a football game. And so I have to get that surgery that I just mentioned. And it's about a week recovery. So when I get this surgery, I hadn't really told many people, obviously, at this point in time, like, hey... um Uh, You know, I've got a fistula that I have to search for. I (laughs) told my coaches, but I wasn't, like, announcing it publicly by any means. Um, I wasn't really hardly telling my friends. But I had to wear a diaper because you're bleeding so much. And so, like, you have this – Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you have this adult size. diaper. Oh, my God. Yeah, you want to talk about, like, a confidence kick. You are not only, like, somebody – you know, you're in your senior year. You're the quarterback. You're hoping to have a good season. But, like, now you're wearing a diaper to a football game (laughs) and you're, you know, you're bleeding – um which the bleeding
0: he, part really's got me.
3: Yeah, it's rough. I told you this is a graphic. Um well, okay. Fast forward to the night of the game. It's a homecoming game. Uh the crowd is packed, and I have to tell my coaches three days before the game I, I can't play because of this surgery. And they go, I get it, like this is pretty bad. We've seen it, like you can't play. Um and so out of the goodness of their heart, they're like, Well, we have to obviously tell like announce why you're not playing. I'm like, yeah, you you do. And they take it upon themselves. I mean, these are football coaches. This isn't a good PR team. Like this, te- this these guys, <laughs> these guys, like, are just trying their best to keep some high school kids running up and down a field. And they tell, they think the best option is to tell the local paper and the media uh, that I'm sitting out the game because I have a rash. And so, literally, the headline <laughs> of the paper reads: Tigers win without Ben Higgins, who sat sits out the game. Because of a severe rash,
0: a jock itch.
3: <laughs> I mean, can you imagine the assumptions? Can you imagine the jokes from people, your friends, family, like people who are like reading this headline, going, "What kind of rash do you have, Ben?" <laughs> like,
0: Ben, this how is the best of all the stories?
3: <laughs> how like what? How severe is this rash? Um, and I have to defend myself to something I'm already insecure about that. No, it's not a rash. It's actually just like this, like bacteria that's tunneled its way through my butt and it looks worse than ever. <laughs> now to, to close the story off, uh, I did recover. I did come back and play football. Um, I never, I never walked the hallways of my high school the same again. And <laughs> there's another reason for that. Uh, and I'll tell you that story next week. It's one that might top this and it's one okay. Okay. Do you has, know why
0: I didn't put that on the list? Well, like, I, I didn't put that on. I know, I know the story you're about to tell, but I didn't put it on the list cause I was worried that you weren't going to feel comfortable talking about it. Oh, but, come on
3: people. Okay. The, the, the one thing I've learned over my life is that everybody has weird stuff going on. Everybody has um, awkward moments. And if the more I talk about it, it's the less insecure I feel. And it's the more other people maybe out there can be like, Oh yeah, here's a funny story I have. I mean, this is our podcast, so let's just talk as much as we can. And, hey, well, thanks for asking. This has been a blast. Next week will be our Set last on. story. And uh, and I'm glad we've gotten to know a little bit more about me and this whole experience. Well, hey, awesome to have Chris Harrison on the podcast. It's always a pleasure to take time out of his schedule to come onto the show and give us all the details that he does. Uh, this has been another Almost Famous Podcast. We'll be back next week for a breakdown of Tasha's season of The Bachelorette. With that, I've been Ben.
1: I've been Ashley. And I'm
3: Chris Harrison. There we That's go. Hey, I'm so there we glad go. <laughs> you said
0: Harrison. <laughs> I
3: have That's to. amazing.
0: Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or
4: subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.
3: Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I
0: mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On
3: Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all, with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course.
0: Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Childproofing people's homes is hard, but Duracell is making it just a bit simpler, not only are they committed to educating parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of battery safety, they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Duracell even features child-secure packaging designed to avoid accidental opening. Learn more at Duracell.com PowerSafely, available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. What keeps baby's skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak proof skin protection to keep your baby's skin healthy and dry. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. Free and Gentle cleans better without risk of tearing. It's made from 100% plant-based cloth that grips the mess and is five times stronger. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand.
1: This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride.